We try to play with great pace. We try to play with great pace. Ran a lot of pick and roll, pick and pop uh, type actions. Oh, you'll see us play. Some people look at the guy next to him and say, what the hell was that shot? Hell, I could have been Gronk before Gronk was Gronk. Welcome back to another joyous episode of Corn Nations of Bangarangs and Daggers. I am Patrick Gerhardt, and with me always is my co-host, Nate McHugh. Nate, we are two hours apart, but I feel that you are right next door when we do this podcast, don't you? That's the the wonders of technology, I guess, isn't it? You know. It's great. It's great. It changes up every week. you got to do a little software updates every once in a while, but we're two hours away. You're just south of, of Omaha, and I am... Uh, somewhere in northeast nebraska and we can still pull this off on a regular basis well this is probably the first sunday night we've done it since we started this though so yeah and i about didn't make podcast home, so. that we've actually pulled off yeah and i about didn't make it home because we had softball and we went out to eat with our friends and then we got in my car and it was nine o'clock i was like oh <laughs> we gotta get home did you, you guys know. win oh no we we uh, it was the third inning, and I was I got my first at bat, and I told the uh, ump I said well, you know if, if I you know if I'm out here then we didn't even get through our order in three innings, and then I got on base, but then the next person was the third out, and, and it was not good. Ooh, yeah, but that's okay. We're we're in the recreational softball part, but some of these teams. Must have a di- different definition of what's recreational softball and what's competitive because they probably should be playing competitive um, softball. Is it, is it slow or fast pitch? Slow. Wow. Which, Usually it's a fast pitch leagues where you get the steroids. Oh, I mm, not not in Omaha at least. I mean, there are guys. I'm like, <laughs> you are. You should not be playing here. You should be playing in a different league because we're just a bunch of friends that just do it to get together where they're like like i remember last week i was pitching and this girl um i i i was gonna walk her and i threw her a ball and she just kind of calmly softly swung through just so she wouldn't get walked and so so she got her a strike right and i thought oh, i should just walk her just because it kind of pissed me off and I just gave her one right down the middle, and she hits it off the wall. You got a double, you know. It's like, like you, you, like you and your crew, you guys pull up. You got the beer coolers. You guys open them up. You're cracking them. You guys got the little hibachi grill in the back of the tailgate, and then you, the opposing team pulls up. I take it, and they've got you know like beautifully pressed matching uniforms. Absolutely, plenty of Gatorade. They got the backpacks. Yeah, the backpacks. Ass slaps that you want to admit. Yeah, they have the backpacks that are meant for softball bats. And you see that, I'm like, what are you guys doing? We're like, in I the... borrowed this one for my kid. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, we're in the lowest division. What are you doing here? You know, and then they kill us. It's like, oh, I sure hope you guys had fun. I, I, it's a lot better than it used to be. It used to be I would throw a pitch, they would hit it, and I would just start walking home because I knew it was going to go to the wall. And then there was going to be a, a play at home plate, but – that it's not gonna. It's gonna be a long season. Was this the first game? 
This is uh, this is our fourth. One got rained out, and I think we are zero three now. Gotcha. When's the season end? Not soon enough. Uh, sometime in July, I think. So I kind of had the opposite weekend from you. Um, here in New Grove, we have the alumni basketball tournament. I'm sure you guys do too. You know, in Murdoch, right? Uh, we used to. We not anymore. Used to. Got... We're still holding on. We're still holding on to ours. And ours was kind of in around about sort of way rained out in March. It's usually every March, but that's when the flooding hit, which we'll get to later in the podcast. But the flooding hit, and we decided to postpone it because uh, guys were in the fields. You know, people were flooded out of their houses. It just was not a good time. And they picked this weekend because this is Shell Creek Valley Days here in Newman Grove. And we figured since people were going to be in town, they might as well put on the, you know, the alumni basketball tournament and between all the festivities and whatnot playing four games i played four games within 18 hours friday night through saturday afternoon and is it full, this is full court full court and it's 22 20 minute halves as long as you keep winning and my class won it yet again so i had four games full hours and uh yeah we pulled it off we're, we're we're becoming one of the older groups by far but for some reason we keep winning we've got uh we got a couple sharpshooters who just can't miss so i am i am sore as heck i am not sleeping really because i cramped up a lot last night and but i am a champion <laughs> yes you are you are the newman grove uh, alumni champion you know that <laughs> There, there are T-shirts you're, you're going to get to wear. Your kids are going to get to wear them when they grow exactly. up. Exactly, it's a long sleeve shirt. My, my wife loves them. You know, she always rolls her eyes when I, when I bring them in at home. But uh, you know, come, come fall, winter, she's the one wearing them around the house more than me. It, so, it, it, it's kind of funny. It reminds me we, we used to play at a three and three tournament in Bloomfield, and um, my friend of mine, well, my wife won it one year, the, the female division. Um, but they, she had a, uh, a friend of ours who played basketball at Nebraska and she's like six, four. And it, it was hilarious to watch. Cause she, and she, it was like, almost was there was bored just cause Nikki, sorry. Yeah. My friend Nikki would just, you know, she's a foot taller than everybody. And, oh. uh, but, but, they, but they get their t-shirt just like you did. But you know what? Like, and that's, that's the thing there is if she was the only, you know, six or four person on a five on five, it's a little bit different than three on three. Three on three is basically like hold your hand up. We'll pass you the ball and you'll score. You know, that's that's almost asking for a murderous score. If it was five yeah, on three, it'd probably be a little bit more fair, I think. Yeah, you don't have to run up and down the floor. You know? No, it, it's, yeah, yeah. Three on three is almost always, you know, half court on some of those things. So, wow. Well, congratulations. I'm proud of you. Um, Thank you. I, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad to say that I know you. You're a champion, and I am not. So uh, my you won this weekend. Uh, my my team did not. Yeah, that, that that that's about it. And and I and I proudly say, I uh, I was not the contributing factor in that win. I I was a position player. You play you played your role, and you accepted well, your do. role, and uh, that's all that matters. Exactly. I, I pick and I play defense. So anyway. Moving on to important matters. Uh, last week, we talked about the updates to the Nebraska basketball roster. And with that, we've got all but two people returning this upcoming season. One of which 
even play this past year. The other one sat out. So what we're going to do here is we're going to go through briefly a rundown of the Nebraska basketball roster and kind of talk about where these guys might be. Uh, more importantly, Nate's going to give us his, his more expertise, insight on what he kind of thinks you know, these guys will play, who will play, who will not play. And, it, I mean, it's kind of up in the air right now, wouldn't you say, for the most part, on terms of like what this team could be until we see what they, what they do uh, uh, later this summer in Italy? Yeah, I think. Right, Nate? Yeah, yeah, I think that uh, it'd be kind of a fun game. You know, we don't have to do it today, but just to t- take a guess right now, who's going to be the starting five on in their first official game? And because it's, it's a pretty good chance that we could get all five wrong, uh, but it'd be kind of a fun game. I mean, I could. I think there's three. I think that would be almost for sure, but I guess we'll get to that as we run down. So so I'll go through. I'll start out with Deshaun Burke Jr. He will be a junior this year. He was a transfer in under Miles. He has stayed. Uh, second one who had actually saw game time last year was Thor Thor Bajarzen, or Thor, as everybody calls him. Another one is Akol Arap. He was from Omaha. He went to Creighton Prep, uh, transfer over. Uh, he was a recruit under Miles who stayed on under Fred. We got Delano Baton from Canada. We've got Hanif Cheatham, Kevin Cross, Samari Curtis, Charles Easley, Gervais Green, Matej Cavas, Cam Yavan Oradorago, Jake or Jace Piatkowski. Sorry, Jace. Shamil Stevenson and Derek Walker. I was going to go through and name not only their names, I was going to go their height and their position, but I was on a roll with these names, and some of them were kind of, uh, I butchered some, let's just be brutally honest. So well, Thank goodness for Kevin Cross and Cam Mack. <laughs> Makes our lives a little bit easy. <laughs> um, but for the most part, uh, Jace Piatkowski, thank God for his dad. If he didn't play here, I probably would have butchered that too. But, you know, we've got... We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven guards, and one, two, three, four forwards. And some of these guards yeah. will probably go back and forth. You know, and remember remember when the last few months or last couple months people were complaining that we're getting too many short, short forwards? Um, well, the tallest, let's see, we've got a six eight in Derek Walker, six nine in or a Drago, who's from France, as, as we like to remind everybody. And also, he's going to be playing at the age of 17 next year if he does play. And yeah, yeah, I think, I think he's going to play. Yeah. And see, Maciej Kavac, he's six foot eight. He's technically a guard. Um, he's from Slovenia. He's one transfer over from, I think, Seattle, if I remember right. But most of these guys are six foot four to six foot six guards slash forwards. So. We don't have a whole lot of height here, and size-wise, these all—all all these guys are roughly around 190, 200. Uh, some of these guys get up, you know, 250, 260, but it's not the biggest roster out there right now. Some of them will fill, but I mean, just face value. What are your thoughts? Well, uh, I read. Uh, I want to give him credit, and I'm. Um, 
Jacob Padilla of uh, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but from Hale Varsity. It just if this wants to give you if you want an idea of how short we might be this next coming year, he suggested that Shamil Stevenson could be a four or five next year. Um, and he's only he's six foot six, two forty five. So in other words, he's got the weight on him. Yeah, well, and he, more more so than most of these guys, but he's you know he he's a junior. He's got experience. God, I, he might be the five, huh? Oh, that's I can't. Uh, I don't know. I can't see it. I mean, I and if you're two forty five, and you're six foot six, I could see maybe you're putting him at a four and hope he's just really physical and that he could rebound at that position and just give up. You know. Um, you're going to give up height at, at that point, but the, as we like to say, you know, they have to guard us too. So whoever Shamil Stevenson might be guarding on the other end, they likely will have to guard him on that, unless they're, you know, unless they want to go zone. Uh, so that that's, you know, you're, you're kind of giving up. You're going to, you know, you're giving up a ton of height, and that's that's been my concern for a long time with uh, Hoiberg. Uh, since we've been getting all these guards, I'm like, okay, so who's going to guard the the big guy from Purdue? You know, because uh, I know the I don't big know guy. Who, one, I can't. <laughs> no, no, yeah, oh, I know they 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 seem to just keep on recycling them. Um, so I, I I'm thinking that that um, the kid from France, Yvonne, uh, Oe Drago or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I think he might be starting on day one. Because he is so physical, he is Six a tall. Nine. He's right now two hundred and sixty pounds. That could fluctuate. He's only seventeen years old. Yep, and that's kind of, and, and that and that's crazy. Uh, he's been playing the FIBA, um, like you said, the FIBA tournament. And I guess he won't even be, he won't even be going to Italy with the team uh, because of that tournament. And so, and Derek Walker isn't going to be on the team. I mean, he's not going to be an active player next year. Mm, he so, sits out. Yeah. So then, the, the so it's it's gonna be Kevin Cross, um, Mate Kavas, and you, and like you already said, he's a he's a guard, he's a shooter. I mean, a forty six percent three point shooter in that area. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You're gonna ask him to guard down low. He's two hundred pounds. <laughs> six foot eight, two two hundred pounds. He's got good numbers, but you know, I mean, he's you're gonna see a lot of him. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. You're definitely gonna see a lot of him. Now, here's another thing we got to take into consideration with this and his roster, Fred Hoiberg's roster and his size, is that is we're going to see a different type of offense than we have historically seen in Nebraska. And more importantly, within the Big Ten, it's going to be a lot more in your face. It's going to be fast-paced. It's going to be up and down, and they're going to be shooting nonstop. And with the weakness, is probably going to be the flip side of what we're used to in Nebraska, and that is going to be the defense, which hopefully, as we talked in the past, Doc Sadler will will alleviate in the long run, but we're going to be seeing a huge shift on how our offensive philosophy is going to be, and it at least from our standpoint, it's going to be kind of hard to gauge how these guys are going to fit into the system when we're not even sure what it's going to. I mean, we kind of know what it's going to look like, especially if you look back at the old Iowa State footage uh, from when Fred was there. But you know, I wouldn't look at the NBA footage that he's done the last few years. And try to get an idea. I mean, you can get a rough idea in the offense, but we're talking about totally different players in a totally different league. 
Um, so it'll, you know, I mean, maybe the size will work out well considering how fast these guys are going. I mean, the, the bigger you are, you know, the harder the harder a fast-paced quick game is on the body. Am I right? Yeah, uh, you're going to ask, I mean, it, and he's going to, a lot of times when you're coaching, you want to control the pace or, or the other team's going to force you to control the pace. Uh, it's, uh, or, or the other team's going to force you to, to play at their pace. And so that's going to be a real big uh, deal for a Hoiberg in this first year. Is he going to be able to control the pace? Is, is, is our team's going to be able to slow them down? Because, you know, I, I'm going to pull my hair out all year long. I already know it. I don't really like teams that just, I, I say, throw up crap, you know. Because, uh, you know, I think besides Matej Kavas, they're 30 – 30 to 35 percent three-point shooters maybe um, i shouldn't say that for sure but so you know if he, he wants to shoot a lot of threes which he, i think he's gonna have to um when they're so small uh so if he can keep the pace up then that, that'll be good for them but you know i always keep on thinking about purdue i that wisconsin I, yes wisconsin especially wisconsin because they oh they, they, they would love if if there was no shot clock i think you know that that's the type type of pace they want to play so it's that, terrible to watch but it's effective yes i think so sorry well, anybody the, out there who enjoys watching wisconsin play basketball i i think wisconsin basketball is kind of like old nebraska football there's our football reference by the way greg and uh i uh, because i don't think old nebraska football was really super fun to watch but it was really effective you know just the oh. running the ball it was, I mean, here's the over. thing and tell me i want to i mean tell me i'm wrong because i just kind of indirectly corrected a national writer on twitter this afternoon and he referenced the 1997 nebraska team on running a triple option offense i saw that, that tweet yeah is uh, that correct is that correct i don't think so nebraska did not run okay quick Quick football side note: Nebraska ran a very basic, boring I formation with option, option plays within it, right? Yeah, well, I think there's. I a mean, I mean, it was stupid simple, what Nebraska ran back in the '90s. Yeah, but and, it was effective, and they they basically enforced their will upon teams, and that's how they made it work. Yeah, and that's what kind of Wisconsin basketball does. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, it, you know, when it comes to coaching kids <laughs> you know and, and, and I, I have not coached college basketball so i'm not going to try to act like i know but you can either do one or two things really well or you can try to do a whole bunch of things like a whole bunch of set plays and then do them okay you know i grew up playing in a system where we did essentially one thing and we did it really well you know and now um some of the coaches i've coached with uh, run a lot of sets and Wisconsin. I think I haven't watched enough of them, but I just have a feeling that what they do, they do it really well. And that, and sometimes it's really boring to watch. And we'll we'll find out. Yeah, I'd say Purdue and Wisconsin make me nervous, but I mean that's way down the road. Yeah, no, I mean we've got a we've got a non-con that we're not even sure about right now. Coming. Yeah, I, I think Creighton's. Is it Creighton's the only one we know? Maybe. Right, and we're not playing in one of the challenges. 
Yeah, I think it's because we played Creighton. I think. Yeah. Because it's the well, and we Ten played in it last year. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it's the Big Ten Big East one that was announced about a week ago, and Nebraska was not one of the teams involved. You, you know, but, and then and kind of going back to Hoiberg's style. Uh, there was a quote in the paper by uh, Doc Sadler talking about you know what Sadler brings to the team, and he said he got to uh, Iowa State. And he said Hoiberg spent the entire practice on offense. I mean, if that gives you any indication, you know, that's what he wants to do. He wants to do offense it worked really well. Yes, it did. And it worked well in the Big 12, especially back then. Yep. Because other teams were similar-minded. You know, yeah. I mean, if anybody's followed Nebraska basketball from the transition from the Big 12 to the Big 10, the, the, the style of play – is different. It's more akin to the Purdue Wisconsin versus, you know, it, you know, you think of, you think of what Kansas does, what Kansas state used to do. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, Oklahoma state. We kind of saw a little bit, later, a lot more offensive based system, right? Yeah. You might know better about that than I, than I do. Cause it's been a while. <laughs> I'm going off. I mean, it, yeah, it's, it, that's just, it's been a while. I follow, you know, I watch big 12 basketball and then I'm trying to remember back then but i remember the transition and it was it, it was it was a lot slower like you said wisconsin i'm sure and wisconsin's not the only one who probably wishes that there was no shot clock <laughs> well you know, you know yeah well you know if hoiberg has spent his entire practice on offense i'm wondering if tim miles spent his entire practice on defense because well he, i know I, I know doc sadler did when he was head coach cause you oh man it, those were brutal oh what to watch that and see, Wisconsin and Purdue can get away with it because they can get you know studs to come play for them, um, who can get their own shot and who can score it. Where Doc Sather is just getting every ounce of talent he can out of the kids he's getting, but you know they're going to play defense and they're going to play hard. So I, that's why I think Doc Sather was a huge hire for yeah, I agree. for Nebraska. He we all love him, you know, and he he essentially seems like he seems to like Nebraska. And he's not here because he used to be here. You know, he's here because he could coach defense. And I think Hoiberg might just let him be the defensive coordinator, essentially. So, you know, I I guess we're supposed to be talking about the roster, but that kind of, you know. No, no, this is this is the stuff we need to know. The the better the better we understand the type of offense, the type of defense, the type of play Nebraska's going to do, the better off in the long run we are going to understand how these players are going to interact. So I, I think this tangent that we just did is will will be beneficial. I will have a, an article later in the week on coordination, just kind of a rundown overall the players in this offense. So I mean, this is kind of a primer for that. But you know, I mean, for the, for the folks who don't follow Big Ten basketball that closely, who are kind of new to Nebraska basketball, especially on on this podcast network. You know, we, we want to enlighten you guys to the point to where you have an idea of how this team's going to be. Because, to be honest, and we kind of said at the beginning of this podcast, this this year is going to be kind of up in the air. And I know a lot of people are really excited. And there's a lot of hope and, you know, a lot of belief that Fred Hoiberg is going to make this into a great program. But, I mean, to be honest, and until I see them in, in Italy later this summer, I I think this is going to be a rough transition this first year. Especially considering a lot of these Big Ten teams, there's some loss in it, but 
the Big Ten's going to be another good conference next year. Yeah, it probably will be every year, and it's. I find it somewhat attractive, you know, as far as you know, you're going to get to see good teams every week, you know, you know, two or three, two or three times a week, but it's tough. And you know, Tim Miles sent out that tweet. That was a couple of weeks ago. How many coaches remained uh, after you know since, since when he started? And I think there was five. Yeah, there was five, yeah. and I think we're wait. Was that before or after um, Michigan was coachless? That was after because I remember, you know, one of the reasons why, you know, you, you assume that all of them were fired, but then you're like, oh, wait, um, yeah, uh, Michigan's coach went to the NBA, um, Wisconsin's old coach. Oh, um, retired. Yeah, retired. You know, so it's it's not as bad, but it's, it's tough. You know, it's tough. Yeah. No, it'll it'll be an interesting year. And John 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 jumping up to uh, coach the Cavaliers was kind of surprising, but you know it's it's going to leave a little bit of a hole considering I have no idea how good of a coach uh, Jawan Howard's going to be for Michigan. He's a name. He's an old school uh, old school alum, but uh, I think think the power that Michigan's been the last couple of years is going to be going to be down a little bit but there's plenty of talent within the conference I think pick it up a little bit but yeah no it's as of right now I see this is going to be a tough slate for Nebraska regardless of who they play and win um, we have an entire roster minus one guy who played last year we're gonna to have to get to know everybody brand new we're gonna we're gonna learn a, basically a crash course in the non-con over their strengths their weaknesses Hopefully we have some teams that we play this year. I, I usually hate playing the North, South, East, State, Tech um, schools, you know, that pop up out of nowhere. But this is one of those seasons where we're... Patrick. Really gonna... Hey. By the way, I think this is a great opportunity to support our friends, the Five Heart Podcast. Um, wonderful Five Heart Podcast. We've both been on that, uh, that that podcast multiple times in the past. Yes, there, it's a lot of fun. Uh Greg's been podcasting for a while. Uh, he's he's kind of the um, the boss of our uh, of our network. Great, I should say a long time ago. Yeah, he uh, he spent time out in Shadow, Nebraska, dude. He's been in the heartland, like the real like the real heart of Nebraska, the Panhandle. Yeah, I think he did Greg's radio. He's, he, he does good work, huh? Yeah, he did radio out there. You can tell his voice. You know, he's like Five Heart Podcast. You know, or I you know, I can't do it, but yeah, he's great. No, I can't either. I'm not even going to try. No, he he's got a great voice for doing this. Yeah, and then you know, then there's Haas, who I, I finally got to meet in person last week, and uh, um, he knows all the X's knows about football. You know, I might know a little bit here and there about basketball X no, but X's know, but Haas is on a different level. You know, when it comes Haas, to football, Haas lives and breathes, breathes it. He's been with us for I think about three years now. And he's done a great breakdown of every game Nebraska football's played over the past few years. And uh, he, he now that he's on the podcast with, with Greg, he uh, it's kind of taken it to a new level because you can kind of dive in a little deeper when you're on a podcast like this. So, no, listen, if you don't already listen to Five Heart, oh, yeah, and it's a three-man show. Our uh, fearful leader, John, John is also on there. Yeah, I, I and he I does think... a great job. He he is uh, he's exactly who you want um, when it comes to peanut gallery. That's for sure. Yeah, I think he. It's funny. He kind of keeps him on 
you know, you think that the way, you know, he's just going to let the podcast go out of control, but he's like, no, no, come on guys. Let's, you know, let's get back on the road, you know? And, uh, well, he's great. Yeah, no, they, they do a great job. And if it wasn't for them, we probably would have not started here or at least have had the guidance to, uh, get our podcast up. Greg and his team do a great job. So, you know, if, uh, if you're not already listening to the five part podcast, please do. They, uh, they do a great job. And the more you listen to them, the more you listen to us, the more shows like this we can do. So, yeah. No, they shouldn't be upset with us then, should they, anymore? Nope. But, you know, we are competing in a sense, you know. <laughs> in, a, in a way, but we're on the same network. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, the more the merrier. You know, you know it would be great is if we could get our baseball writer Keith to start doing this. Oh. Or even I, or even or even our new volleyball writers. We got two new volleyball writers. Yeah, I oh, I would lo- I would love to listen to Keith do baseball. If he could do it, if, if he could do a baseball podcast, I think that'd be awesome. It would have to be explicit, you know, that cuz he would swear four or five times a minute, uh <laughs> which I think would be perfect for some people. So yeah, yeah he, our, he, he'd be great. Our, our podcast is is rated clean. Uh, I don't think our baseball would. No, but he'd it, do a great job. He knows his stuff. Yeah, he he writes clean, but in our Slack chat room, it's like uh, uh, he lets you know what he thinks. I guess you could say. Yeah, and it's more than I mean. He he's a very honest, truthful guy. But no, that, I mean it, it would true. be cool. It would be cool to do. If Coronation could come up with one or two more podcasts, because we've got good writers, and if we could just trans- transport those into a vocal setting. But then again, you know what? A lot of people who can write can't do radio or vice versa, you know, or podcasting. So, you know, maybe it wouldn't transition over. But uh, we definitely have the the hive mindset to uh, to pull it off. You know, we've got good we've got good people on our team who can do this. So. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens if if we can show progress in this. I think uh, I think we might be able to pull one of those coordination writers up to do this again too. So, well, uh, you know, we're we're getting close to the end. I I think we do have one more topic. I'd like to I'd like your opinion on. Knock it right. out of the park, sir. So, what is your opinion on ham, the meat? Ham? Yes. The meat. <laughs> The meat? Okay, so here's the thing, guys. Earlier today, usually before we do a podcast, we kind of text back and forth saying, okay, what's the subject? What are we going to do? And we usually try to hit on two or three topics. And the third topic I put down, because I couldn't think of anything, was ham. <laughs> Nate was all in on that, because that kid loves ham, don't you? Well, I don't know if I do, but I just love random topics. So Random topics? I'm a fan of ham. Good ham. There's a lot of bad ham out there. Is there bad ham? I thought that's one of the things about ham that makes it great. They all kind of taste the same. Kind but, of, you know, it's... There are some hams out there that are almost too, too greasy. Really? Man, I don't know if I've ever had greasy ham. I don't know. Maybe Newman Grove ham is greasy, but Murdoch ham is not. I don't know. <laughs> no, the good stuff. You know what my favorite is? My, spiral, my favorite is the spiral cut. Yes, yep, I agree. That's the best. That's the best. You get spiral cut. It's perfectly cut. It's easy to come off. you got plenty left over for sandwiches. you got the bone in, where you got to get the bone in, and then you can use that for split pea soup later on. It's it's wonderful. It's wonderful. I'm a fan of ham. You, you, you can have too much ham, because 
trust me, there's a lot of sodium. Am I right? Yeah, so that's probably why it tastes so good. Yeah, know? exactly. No, that's why it's great that you can only have so much of it. But no, big, big fan of ham in moderation. But that's that's life, right? Life yeah, in so, moderation, and you're good. Yeah, so so you know, for a hot take, um, ham's great. Turkey's awful. I hate turkey. I just, hate turkey. Yeah, I hate turkey. I I think there's there's nothing redeeming. There's no redeeming qualities about it. It's awful. It's a uh, Thanksgiving, I, I mean, I just get sides. Greatest holiday. Yeah. No. <laughs> Next Arbor Day. You know what? Really, you don't like turkey. I, lo- I love turkey. I, I can barely. I, I see. I think ham should be at Thanksgiving, and then Christmas Eve should be ribeyes or prime rib. Prime rib, yeah, that's fine. Um, Christmas Day, then you could do ham again. I don't know. Just. Do do whatever you want. Just get rid of the turkey. And the, well, I mean, it, no, never so, get rid of turkey. Never. Have you, have you ever gone out and gone hunting turkey and eating it? No, I have not. No, I've just sold only had turkey at Thanksgiving. It's wonderful. I love turkey. I love turkey. Okay, ham. Go back to ham. This is this is a divisive topic on on the internet. What are your thoughts on Hawaiian pizza? Okay, I, I like fruit. I don't like fruit on anything, like anything. Maybe maybe like a fruit salsa, but don't put fruit on any of my food. I'll I'll eat it on the side. You know, I I like pineapple. I do not like pineapple on my pizza. Yeah. You know? so, so, so you're a hard no. I am a very hard no. I will pull that off. Uh, other than that, it's okay. We can still kind of taste it, but. Yeah, pineapple's a very strong taste. You can't just pick it off and eat. No, it's kind of like pickles. You know, you can take all the pickles off you want, but you're still going to taste them when you're. Because uh, my, my my wife will put pickles on my food or in her food, because then she knows I'm not going to. You know, if it's leftovers, I'm not going to eat it. Because oh, that, that's how we are with hot sauce in my house. I put hot sauce on it. Very smart. I love hot sauce. So well, we can talk about hot sauce. Ooh, I have. Yeah, we- I, I could do an entire episode on hot sauce. Hot sauce and basketball. <laughs> so what? Really, really quick, what's your favorite hot sauce? Oh, God, I hate these questions. It varies so much. I like so many different types of hot sauces and different hot sauces for different different foods, different occasions. Okay, how about eggs? Eggs? Oh. Eggs is great. One of my favorites for eggs is probably Cholula. Okay. Probably Cholula for eggs. Uh, how about you, eggs? Eggs. Um, secret Aardvark sauce, I think that's what it's called. Uh, oh, it's you're like going to ha- get boutique, aren't you? Okay. You're going to get stuff <laughs> that everybody's got to look up. All right, all right. I can pull out that stuff. Here, 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 here's a hot sauce that I, I bought, and it's okay. It's just really strong. It's uh, called Colon Cleanser or Colon Cleaner. It really wasn't that hot, but... Uh, a lot of those I big just, name ones are disappointing, aren't they? Yeah. The Secret Aardvark sauce is actually really good. And then I like sriracha. It's but... good sriracha, sriracha is good. Sriracha is good, too. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's plan on doing an entire one on uh, on hot sauces. And what we'll do is we'll take we'll each bring our like top five hot sauces. And okay. we'll not only explain the hot sauce, but we'll explain how we like to properly use it. I think that'd be great. <laughs> it's going to be a long summer, man. Yeah, you know, we, we need sports, especially with baseball ending. Oh, heartbreak, right? But oh. I 
we were going to talk a little bit more baseball tonight, but we can always do that next week. Yeah, I, I just want to say I was following on Twitter, and then I got the idea, oh, wait, I have DirecTV, so I could jump on my computer, and I could watch it on ESPN3. And so I turned it on, and it's there are three outs left. And then that's all I get to watch or, you know, Oklahoma State come back and just tear the hearts out of all the – I that was brutal. But now we can talk about it. Maybe we can get Keith on. He could, you know. Yeah, I'll try to pull Keith on. If Five Heart doesn't, we'll steal him. Yeah, I, I hope they do. Historically, that's, that's been a Five Heart thing. Five, five Heart's been kind of not just football, mainly football, but they've, always, they've been all-encompassing for all Nebraska sports. So maybe if they don't, we'll try to pull Keith in. I'd love to hear his thoughts, especially about Erstad, because not everyone agrees on Erstad, and especially even at Coronation in our chat room. There are many disagreements on Erstad. So, and he has. Highly a, uneducated in my mind, but yeah, no. <laughs> a lot of different views on Erstad. Well, I, I, think, uh, I think that's good for tonight, unless you got other. Yeah, at least you got other. I mean, I got thoughts on ham, but really quick, one of the best things about ham is, like, I went to Aldi's this weekend, and they have the, a packet of ham. It's like, you know, from, anyways, like, pretty thick. All I have to do is throw it on the grill for, like, five minutes, and it's got the grill marks, and it's, it's great. So, that's all I got. I guess I'm going to Aldi. Thanks, Aldi's. folks. All right, have a good one.